All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Recording on a Wednesday night this week, bit different to normal. Uh, I'm heading up to Newcastle for their Cup Day and Ladies Day this weekend. So if anyone's around, please reach out. Tommy will be there on Friday. Koai's coming up both days, I think. So we'll, uh, we're going to turn that on its head for a little bit. So Newcastle should be a bit of fun. Uh, there's all Kraken racing this week in Sydney and in Melbourne. Melbourne actually has a cracker of a meeting, but we're going to be focusing on Sydney as we do. We'll touch on some of the races down there at the end of the show. And really upsetting. Quite a few of us all got into the uh, Kosciuszko draw, which happened last week. And by long and behold, one pick came out for North Narrabeen, which is where I live and where my account is based. And unfortunately, it wasn't me. So it was one of the biggest teasers of all time. I was waiting for that phone call. Uh, I had a lot of money put through that. I think we had about a grand worth of tickets. So uh, that was a bit of a tease. I would not didn't want to see North Narrabeen and then not win. So that was a bit tough. Uh, but uh, because we're recording on a Wednesday, Kohai is on the piss and blind at Trivia. So it's just me and Tommy tonight. So Tommy, how's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Not not as good as Cowie, obviously, but um, still pretty good, mate. It's just a, it's. I can't wait for Friday, but Saturday is an absolute ripper. I mean, you've got a mixture of some really talented horses resuming, some um, couple of that have one or two runs in that are looking really good and really fit and really starting to take off, and just um, yeah, just spring really getting into its action now and just the next couple of weeks going to be unreal, I reckon. Yep, I'm super pumped. And just before we uh, recorded, we mentioned just one story that's been a bit of a yarn the last two days or whatever, and it's the, it's the talk of Giga Kick. So Giga Kick obviously fell out and missed the start on the weekend, flew home but didn't win. Um, and there's all these yarns and chat from the owners and whatever are saying that Willow might lose the ride or might not ride it again or might not ride in the Everest and stuff. But what's your take, mate? You're you're well in the verse working at Sky. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think the carry on from the the connections and blowing up about him. Like, I mean, it's a it's a hard one because he's never run at the valley before, over a thousand. Like the owners decided to run him at that distance, and you got to trust Willow. I've seen him do the same thing on Bella Nipatina and win by four lengths. So yeah, I mean, you just like oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bag him. I wouldn't even replace him because he know, he does know that horse so well, and he did what he thought he needed to get into the horse early to get going and I think he just uh, set it up for one better and um, we've seen that since Imperatives doesn't want to leave Melbourne because I think it likes going that way and it guaranteed some big races there and some some big money so not even tempted by the Everest to leave Melbourne so So you surprised think- at that? That horse absolutely flew on the turn and then everyone's talking Everest and then I just went nah and it's a $20 million race they're turning down yeah, and they've still got it at $6, even though, like, may, maybe they're playing some games to get a bit of, bit more money to go there, but they're happy with what they're doing. Maybe they just think they can win some races like that and it runs better, but we saw him run second in a uh, Canterbury Stakes up there, so, like, he definitely can can go well in Sydney, but, yeah, I, I, I guess they just have targeted the races they want to and keep it to them. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a bit surprising. I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised. I mean, like you said, a thousand meters at the valley. Look, if you're not up the front, you got to make a do really, really well to swoop them and come late, which is what it did. But you know, Willows is not like he's some fucking rookie. He's a veteran yeah. of the game, so I'd be surprised. Especially missing the kick, and you got to do everything to get there. And um, I still think his run was all right. I just there was just a run that was a lot better. So um, yeah. yeah. Imperatives was really good, but yeah, wait and see on that. Uh, there is a 
Yeah. So would you rather would you rather win this thousand meter race, or would you rather win the twelve hundred and the fifteen hundred? They can net you thirteen million. You know, well, it also looked like amazing too through the line, right? So it obviously it didn't run a shocker. It fell out of the gates and missed the start, but what it did late was all right. So yeah. The Maccabi Diva is this weekend, only seven horses going around. Uh, Maccabi Diva, obviously one of the stars of uh, the sport of all time. Um, I was going to put to you where you would have it on a list, and I had a list in front of me of... uh, I've got top five in my sort of book. Well, they're not even really... They're sort of top five in any order, but I've got Winks, Caviar, Farlap, Kingston Town, and So You Think. Where would you put Maccabi Diva in that list? Oh, yeah, it's, it's... Pushing on that top five for sure. Like when you think of Melbourne Cups, you think of Maccabi Davis. So, um, yeah, I, I think. I think a lot of people would say you first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, three Melbourne Cups for for a mayor um, is incredible. I, I'd something that will never be done again. And yeah, and she was just so loved at the time. Like I remember that sort of when I was just sort of figuring out what racing was as well, and people just loved her and. Um, story since and Bossy's big media personality as well and yeah it was just good time to be um, into racing as well so yeah. uh, she's one of the yeah one of the best for me. I think I always have Winx as a bit of a soft star, soft spot because I think that when we were all working together at Sky and stuff and we would I would get tingles watching Winx in the control room and stuff and yes because she was uh, New South Wales compared to Black Caviar I think I have her up top but Maccabi Diva there's a story that I think I mentioned to you boys as well but I'll mention on here as um, as well but I've been doing for work a little a few videos and uh, a bit of content around the Wallabies and shooting some uh, stuff and did some shooting for the World Cup with um Jeremy Paul, Drew Mitchell, and Stephen Hoyles, and they had a yarn about Maccabi Diva and a yarn about uh, Morgan Turanui. So for anyone that doesn't know, Morgan Turanui is an old wallaby. He's a commentator now and whatnot. But in the 2003 World Cup, uh, they were in camp and for the World Cup, and the Melbourne Cup ran in the midst of it. And he loved his races. He was only 21, and he was trying to convince people about these certain horses that he liked, and he liked five five horses in the race and wanted to box them up for trifectas, first fours, and for a win for Maccabi Diva. He even put his tips in the paper the day before. He was a celebrity celebrity tipster. And all the likes of Wendell Saylor and all them just didn't want to listen to the annoying 21-year-old and whatever. Anyway, he tips Maccabi Diva on top. That was her first one. So she she was 8 or $9. And then the other four that he had were real rough. So they were in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. He saw that he got the trifecta. And then Eddie, pretty much Eddie Jones, at the time he was coaching, turned the TV off and he's like, all right, we're out to training. We've watched the race. And there was a photo for fourth. So he wasn't sure if he got fourth. So he's sweating bullets because the big roughies are all filled up the placings. So he gets uh, out on the training paddock and one of the trainers come over to him and said, did you have so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, well, you just got the first four. So Morgan Turinui ended up winning and not from a huge outlay at all, but the trifecta paid 12 grand and he had 166%. So do your own math on that, close to 20 something thousand. And then he also had a very good chunk of the first four where he ended up winning about 180 grand. So he had to go out onto the training paddock and copped a lot of sprays from Eddie saying that he was, um, you know, what do you think? You're a professional punter now or something? And he was only 21 and he's just won an absolute pile and no one believed in him. No one like followed him. And I think I showed you boys the photo of uh, Morgan celebrating when he saw the, the horses cross the line and Wendell Saylor there looking shocked and Matt Rogers was there stoked for him. And um, it's another, it's just a cracking story, don't you reckon? Oh, massive, man. And I think there was a couple of stories about the celebration after too yeah. that was uh, – Pretty good, but yeah, that's 
that's what we all dream of doing our first horse of those Melbourne Cups, isn't it? And uh, lucky enough to get one when you're that young. It's uh, pretty incredible. I, who knows if we'll ever get one. Oh, you want to jag them. So even on my personal Instagram, if anyone follows that, I have a picture of when I used to work in a tab. God, it must have been 10, 12 years ago or something. And the, I remember doing on a Melbourne Cup, a lot of people will come in and who only punt once a, once a year and whatever and wanted to fill in their tickets and didn't know how to do things. This little old lady walked in and she said, uh, I want to do three trifectas with the same numbers for my birthday and my two daughters' birthdays. I'm like, all right, so I helped her fill it in. I went, oh, God, they're rough. And I'm pretty sure, what was the horse that kept coming second? Was it Red Kiddo? I think it was, and it was like always paid yeah. like 50 to 1. Anyway, she picked them, she picked these three like donkeys. I'm like, righto. Anyway, race runs. I think Red Kiddo came second, and man, I might have been in the green moon year. But anyway, the trifecta paid 57,000 or something. Anyway, no one kept, no one came up collecting. There was very rare people were collecting and wasn't paying or whatever. This little old lady walks over to me and says, I think I got the trifecta. I'm like, love, come on, please. I look at her ticket and she's got it 300% and she gets like 158000 or something dollars from $18 for anyone that knows, $6 for a trifecta boxed and she got it three times. That's another cracker. Ridiculous, yeah. One, one day. Your Friday and your cast be great. Yeah, yeah, we'll try and do it on we'll try and do it on Friday. Um, all right, should we get into Ramwick? Any other racing stories that we've missed? Oh mate, I'm sure we'll fit, think of a few along the way. All right, let's go midway time. Always fun to kick off a midway. A 72 Electrica is favourite. Jake Collard is in some good form. It's at 480. We've got Back Rower, who's something that I followed maybe a couple of starts or maybe the first up, and it was pretty ordinary. But it's going to be third up here with Josh Parr aboard. It's at fives. we got uh, Go Troppo at nines, and then we're straight out to bigger odds, I think. Oh, there's one that Miss Couver is there as well. Uh, pretty short as well, but tough one to kick things off, Tommy. You know we don't really like midways, but any camp you're in? Look, I think uh, Electric is probably the one I want to lean towards, call it, and uh, Richard and Will, I think. Um, yeah, it's the one I'm leaning towards. I mean, it's... Been it's up for a while. Yeah, it has been up for a while, but it's also been running pretty consistent and been in the top for the last few starts. So I'm leaning that way. What an odds going up to Brisbane and having a win and coming back with Dylan Gibbons aboard at a bit of a price is um, Socrates um, for James Ponsonby. Yeah, got got the win up in Queensland. Um, oh, no, sorry, Gossard. Yeah. Uh, came second up in Queensland and win at Gossard and just been running consistently too. And I don't know, just maybe found a bit of form. Just keen to see it, it keep going and just at $15, I think it's a bit of a spec. Yep, take, keep an eye on that. 15s, we go to Highway in a race two. Derry Grove's a favourite with Nash and Matty Dunn, but it's on the drift out to four bucks. Uh, others in single figures, we've got Iron Will at eight. It always seems to run pretty well, to be honest, for Tash Burley. It came second at round week last start. Uh, Salir is there. Zach Lloyd, obviously, always riding bloody winners. Old Zach, uh, he rode a couple today. Uh, $6, that's in from eight fifty, And then we've got another favourite or equal favourite. And once again, my girl, that's one that's had a couple of bucks for it. And that's Karen riding for Cav. God, Karen's it must be in a bit of a bit of a dry spell. I haven't had a winner with Karen aboard for a very long time. But um, what do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, real tricky one. I mean, we've seen Derry Grove. It's actually in the Kosciuszko now. It was one of the 13 of the 14 horses selected so far. So um, we've seen what it can do in those last two starts. Um, really good runner for Matty Dunn. Get 61 and a half, but it's getting Nash aboard. So really, yeah, really interesting to see what it does here. Does it have this just runs and maybe one more into a Kosciuszko or 
Yeah, not too sure. Um, 61 kilos compared to once upon, uh, once again, my girl at that 55 and a half. It says its form says first, first, seventh, but that seventh wasn't a listed race at Scone where it was well backed and probably just came to the end of its first prep. So 55 kilos is really an intriguing, um, battle for me. I maybe just see where the money goes. I mean, Look, I'm probably leading towards Derry Grove. It is a big weight, but um, it's it's got it done at Randwick before, just on a bigger stage. Nash on is um, big tick, so maybe lean in there. If there was a bit of rain, I'd be all over uh, Salir. I think um, I think there's a few ticks here, but just on that good deck, probably wearing me off it a little bit. Iron Will's been running well and. Mm probably go into another few but yeah just the top two really intrigue me yeah yeah i don't think we're getting any rain it's supposed to be a quick cracking couple of days uh the mile benchmark 88 in race three don't want a horse in here it's now it's already been backed and that straight ace uh jay collett riding for ed it's won its last couple i thought it was really good last start it actually flew away ranwick was it maybe two weeks ago it was really good i thought uh mission phoenix is on the drift uh likewise with glint of silver one that's also had a couple of bucks for it is gan terrain uh karen again karen mcavoy uh walla is uh, training us to sixes into fours. It's going to be third up. One thing we probably should mention is that J-Mac actually is going to be out for a month. Um, surprising, he had a fall at, fuck, it must be Wyong. Then he came out and rode, and rode an absolute, like, was amazing. I remember in the last, the way he got home Gaza Blanca in the last, and the fact that he was still injured and shouldn't have been riding is unbelievable. But obviously, there's a lot of rides here that people get to pick up because there's no J-Mac. But um, who's camp you in, mate? Race three. Yeah, they did say he was hobbling a fair bit and just kept putting that foot back in the bucket. So I think he knew something wasn't right, but he was just sort of holding off. Until... What he did in the last in that Gaza Blanca was a ridiculous uh, for someone that's supposed to be injured. Massively. But, yeah, it, it does um, really open things up for the next few weeks, especially with the Golden Rose next week. Yeah. All coming into right Shinzo first up as well. It's very intriguing. But um, in terms of this race, yeah, I think the... Yeah, Keen to see the Waller horse, um, Gan Terrain, um, had a couple of starts so far, but just got, got a little bit better last start and really keen to see where it goes from here. Straight ace, I'm not massive on backing horses out of midways, but it dominated last start. So, I, and I, I think we said on the podcast as well beforehand, Ed Cummings' comments about that horse leading into it yeah. were really good and then it came completely brained him, so not surprised it's been back to uh, Logan Street Line, another one that's um, been really running consistent. But straight to straight uh, top two in the market, yeah, straight ace here and the other one um, are the two leaning towards. Okay. Yeah, I'll be having a crack at straight ace. Uh, um, I agree with the midway stuff, but the what it did in the midway was pretty ridiculous, so... Stick with and see what happens. Race four. This is a tough one. I did, to be honest, I didn't really land on one, so we can to hear what you think. It's a fourteen hundred meter benchmark seventy eight. Altivo is the favourite for the Hawks, and Zach's riding. It's two seventy out to three twenty. Uh, others in the market. Gringotts. That's uh, five fifty into fours, and that's with Chad Schofield aboard for Kieran and Dave. That's coming up from Melbourne, possibly. Um, it was third at the Mooney Valley last start, so um, we'll see how it goes in this way of running. But the rest are all double figures, so. I don't know. Altivo's been on the drift. Gringotts has had a couple of bucks for it, and then everything else is in in the teens or twenties, mate. So, where'd you learn? Mate, I think it's the three horses coming out of Melbourne that are the really intriguing ones. I mean, that Hollyman's is um, uh, trial. If you go on to website and have a look, was 
uh, very nice, and, and they've backed it since. So you can see why Gringotts, um, first boat really good, bit disappointing first up running as favourite, but definitely improved from the run. And who knows what this um, Altivo could be. I think I think it's a pretty smart horse. It's the one I'm leaning towards. It's looked really good. And for where the 1,400 might be a bit too short now, just just um, seeing it get a bit of a distance, but really keen to see it come back and what it can get to. Big fan of Strombus winning um, as well. It could make a case for a few others. Cheerful Legend was great um, first up. Big fan of Osbred flirt when it does get into its prep too, but watching watching the favourite um, with a lot of intrigue. Okay, all right, should be a toughie, I think. Um, race number five, the Kingston Town uh, distance race, two thousand metres, even uh, Knight's order on the drift. Surprise, out to sixteen dollars, six fifty for Major Bill. Manzois is there. Uh, Montefilia uh, is a horse that a lot of people have followed in the past and. Went around at decent odds last start and was a bit of a shocker, to be honest. So it's 370 out to 440. Jay Collett aboard. Navajo Peak is there at the $8 mark. We've got Protagonist for a couple of bucks aboard. There is Just Fine. So Just Fine is a horse that actually went around in double-figure odds last start and absolutely brained them when it got to the straight. So that uh, won by about two and a half lengths, I think. And Rachel King was aboard there. This time it's Regan Bayless, but similar riders, I think. Um, and then Tazrael is a big emergency there at 16s, but... I don't know. This just fine. I was, I took a big liking to it, Tommy, but now it's already into three thirty from four sixty earlier today. Um, thoughts? Yeah, favourite for the matchup too. I'm pretty sure. Um, ex King Horse, and um, I think it was his first winner as well. So uh, interesting to see. It's look, yeah. First up, just sets it all. It just it completely brains him, and right, rightly so. There's been a bit of money for it, but. I like Collett back on Montefilia, and normally those those very elegant runs behind very elegant and a few others. It's normally third up where he's really getting into his work, Montefilia. So keen to see him on the day. If there's a bit of money and if he's looking good, I, I could easily be backing him. Major B always really impressive last start as well. I think um, they are sort of getting to two thousand really where it's going to be at. Navajo Peak was incredible. One I really want to talk about is this um, protagonist. I thought in that rolling mile, he, I thought he got there. I, and I think to do that first up from a prep was huge run, big credit, bit of a spell in between. I think this horse has got a few things got on its list, this prep. So really keen to see it as well. But list goes on. King Frankel, uh, I want to see it have another run or two. I thought Benno was huge um, despite all the dramas in that. Uh, why on Gold Cup as well, and there's a few others. I don't know where they're going. I mean, Skylab will definitely come be running on, and White Jean, whether it runs in Newcastle or not, and Bold Mac is um, definitely intriguing. It's it's a good race, but um, yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Montefilia. And we we not worried about last start. I know J Mac had the ride, but I was keen on it that day. But I don't know if I can. I don't know. I don't know if I can back straight back into it. At, Fucking four bucks. I know it's on the drift to touch, but I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think the the map tells it all. We've got three gay and Adrian horses. If they do all runs, then it's definitely going to add a bit of speed, especially with King Frankel. Yeah. Um, and Knight's order. It, I just think Collett knows it so well as well. Like he he's the one that has been winning on it as well when it um has been been doing good. So look, yeah, I, I can see why people are off it, but. 
how many times, and that seems to be when he wins too, when everyone jumps off him, he, he just shows us how good he actually is. Yeah, a couple of bucks for Ruffy and Skylab too. Um, that was out as much as $61 today. All right, the Dali T-Rose is a 1,400-meter race. Tiz Invincible is equal favorites with Kamochi. Tiz Invincible, Zach gets the ride for David and Kieran Ma. Dave uses Kieran Ma. It's on the drift. It's out to 4 bucks, but pretty much bang on what it opened. Uh, a couple of It's coming a little bit for Kamochi, Jay Collett, and Gary Portelli. That's into $4. So Kamochi is coming off a second-last start to Tiz Invincible, and Tiz Invincible is going to be looking for three on the trot. Uh, Autumn Ballet is there. That had a good win two starts back a bit disappointing to be honest last start I thought but it's 11s into 950 and anything else that's been oh you got 550 for Tropical Squall it's actually a horse I don't know much about but it's uh, going to be having it ran over fuck where did it run don't know Ran somewhere. I've got a feeling it was somewhere else that I don't know. But uh, and then we've got big odds for everything else. But we've got equal favourites. Tommy, are you with either of those? I don't mind. Like I think it was in the midweeks. So it was running Tropical Squall and uh, was. It won at Canterbury, yeah. Yeah, it was it was really good. Look, I think I think Tiz Invincible was definitely the one to beat. Uh, it's been really impressive in the two wins since it's been back. So uh, definitely, definitely the one to beat. Tropical Squall, yeah, really impressive in the midweeks. Kind of said here, probably just a bit short for me. I'd much rather take the $4 for Tiz Invincible. We are starting to get further. So there's a couple of horses that really come into it. We're talking about Summer Loving really running on in those runs so far and getting really close. 1,400, maybe we're, getting, we're waiting until a mile or 2,000 until we really see the best of her. But she's, she's not far away from a win. And another horse stepping up as well, look to be running on, is Private Legacy at $51, Tyler Schiller with Greg Hickman. Um, and even Captain Amelia having a run of 1,400, already was a bit disappointing there but definitely take something out of it look tis invincible definitely hard to beat um and Komachi from that same form but yeah it wouldn't shock me if to- tropical squall does uh, get better of them yeah tropical squall 550 i was thinking about another horse to be honest but it's had two wins like you said uh canterbury and then on the kenzo so it's two from two 550 though and you got two others at fours we go to race seven and this is the seven stakes this is where a couple of them uh came instead of melbourne too so Interesting race, Think It Over, is uh, one of yours. I know that, Tommy. It's on the drift, out to five bucks. We've got Zaki at 370, and we have Fangirl at 320. Karen gets the ride. It's 440 into 320, so it's been backed pretty quickly. Hinged is there at 10s. We've got Pericles at 850. we got Who Your Mao. we got, what else, Zarex there. Um, this is a toughie. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm always a big fan of Zaki. Fangirl isn't one of mine. I know I sort of potted it last start, and it won, and... To be honest, I had a few friggin' messages saying, I don't even want to say, people, I know that a friend of ours um, absolutely sprayed Fangirl and said, it can't win, can't win. And then I got a few DMs from people saying that, uh, obviously, people don't know they're racing. But for anyone that wants to pot a horse, I love it. I love people that want to put their name to a, you know, and have actually have the nuts to say things aren't going to win and have a crack. Uh, I like it. But um, I was one of them. I didn't think Fangirl could win. Flew home, beat Princess Grace last start by half a length or something. So, I don't know. It's into 320, so people like it again this week. It's drawn a little bit wide, but who are you with, Tommy? Yeah, and and speaking of that, I loved Fangirl. I was one of the ones that was on her um, when she won that Newcastle Group yeah, 1 yeah. that got the Monday and was a fan there. And then sort of just in open grade, she never really hit her strides because she kept running the animo and 
now if she um anima retired and she ran that massive race so carrying on now we don't have mcdonald's so it's really it's a bit of a change in there and 57 kilos i'm just i don't think i can take 320 i think i think i'd be leaning towards a few others on chat on Azaki could dictate it himself, but you've also got the likes of like glowing, uh, going global off an inside gate, and a bit of pace, and Pericles coming across too. So there's a bit of a bit of speed there, and I've got to say, think it over. It's been so consistent since coming back off that injury. It's, he's he's run, he's really been running on, and I think third up, he could be really ready to go. So. I got I got to stick to what I know, and I know I've won a lot of money on this. Think it over over the years, so, and I haven't backed it the last two starts because I thought I wasn't sure how he's come back. But looking at those two runs, I think I'm ready to back him now. I think he's he's ready to win. So, think it over is probably my bet. The one, the one I might have a savior on is Huyamal. I think it'll definitely improve off that run. First up, and it it was good, and I it could it could come out and brain him. I I I do think he's a really good horse. Um, it's definitely one I'm going to follow in um wherever it goes as well. So you're getting seventeen dollars as well. So yeah. who you each way, but I think think it over wins. Yeah, keep an eye on that. Who you mail? I agree. Race number eight is the short forklift short eleven hundred meters. Private eyes going round. Um, Top by 9.50 it is with Nash aboard. Marzu's there at 13s. We've got Lost and Running at 11s. We've got Overpass at 5.50 in secret. Uh, I think we mentioned in one of our group charts today that it really suits in secret. I agree. I think it's um I think it's a very, very good bet. Even though it's $3 now, it's in from 360 I still think if you can get lock up $3, you take it. Remark was very good last start, wasn't it? Um, beat in secret by just about half a length or 0.3. Uh, Tyler aboard, very good win last start. Hawaii 5.0 is there, and then we've got a bunch at Big Odds as well. But are you in agreement, Tommy? Are you within secret? Yeah, it's such a tough, such a tough race. Um, I got, uh, yeah, I definitely think he looked no good in the yard and a lot of people potting him uh, his run last start and he still ran on to come second and so much upside to him too. Zach had been running him, riding him this prep and really, I reckon it could be his moment to really shine Zach um, on a horse like this. So whenever they're backing a good often horse, especially this early, you got to think it's um, a huge chance Overpass, huge first up horse, and really, I, th- I think it's massive danger here. Been backed, um, ready to go. Yeah, could could easily see it. Buenos Noches, mm-hmm. rumours are he's about to get announced. Everest want to see him really run on here, and I think he's he's gone to another level this prep after he's. When first up, Remark was massive as well. Even Tyler Schiller fighting back to people on Twitter, just saying he's I love he that. bad. Private Eye, we don't know where Private Eye is. I want to see him come back. Lost and running trials about huge. Keen to see him too. And I'm a big Hawaii Five O fan as well. Uh, Marzu is the only one with an actual slot at the moment, and it's thirteen dollars. Rocketing Guy uh, got out to as much as one hundred and twenty-six today. Yeah, won the Sydney Stakes last year. Yeah, my auntie was on it. Very proud of herself. <laughs> yeah, look. Who are you with? <laughs> so tough. Look, I think I'm going to back in secret, but also have a little saver on Buenos Aires. Um, I think 750 Buenos Aires is a bit over. So little saver on it, but I could see in secret really, really yeah. dominate. I spoke about it last year, how much I wanted 
Arena Neverest, especially when I backed her at $51 last year. So when I keep backing her now and she wins an Everest, I'll be kicking myself. So, yeah, in secret. Yeah, they're not big on their three-year-olds in the Everest, are they? Um, $3 that Lost and Running is saying I'll be keeping an eye on as well. And I think overpass, mate, who knows? So it is a crack. I always love the shorts. It's always been one of my favourite lead-ups to spring. So... That's going to be a cracker. Uh, race number nine is the Bill Ritchie. We got Converge going around uh, six dollars into four twenty already. Uh, we have interesting no compromises hundreds into forties. That must be a couple hundred bucks someone's had on. Uh, Tamerlane is there on the drift sixes out to eight fifty. Zach gets a ride. Olentia is the fave. This cost me one of the great multis of all time last start uh, with Karen aboard, which uh, came fifth. It's drawn wide. It's into three. It's a three dollar favorite. Was two eighty this morning or when it opened. Uh, uh, there's a couple of dual noms here, like no democracy manifest still in the market and stuff. I think that's going to be going around in uh, Nui. But uh, Red Near is there as well. But I don't know, Tommy, this is a toughie. Are you with Alentia? It's far too short for mine. Yeah, she was a bit disappointing last um, last start too. It's, yeah, a lot of dual noms, as you mentioned, with the um, uh, the Cameron as well. But maybe Alentia just needed it off of the First um, uh, prep bit bit weaker after that first up run. Fifty three kilos is nothing for it at all. So look, I think she is going to be the one to beat. Converge um, normally takes a run or two to really get into its prep. Bobby's Fox, um, very interesting to see what he can do. hasn't Haven't seen it in a couple of months. It won yeah, its last, didn't it? Win during winter or something. Bobby's Fox. Yeah, I think it was two months ago. Yeah, just July. Yeah, July. Yeah, and then a couple others dual noms. So I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably got to be with a favourite, but um, I, I just think there's a bit of class about her, and and yeah, just just a nice low weight, and just just the ability we have seen from her. Um, I, I got I got to be with Alantia. Yeah, if you have an aquati here, have a crack, put a few in because. I'm not with the favourite. I don't know who I'm with. We go to the last, and the favourite here is Kibu. Uh, Kibu has been a pretty good horse to a lot of people, but it uh, it's had a it's been running and having spells and then trialing and whatnot. So has it had a run back in June, but then before that hadn't run since August last year. So it's a two dollar thirty favourite. Risky, but you can have a crack at that. Nine fifty for Koti or Koti. Uh, Astero's there at fifteens. Any other double figures? Sorry, single figures. We got Kobe. It's at seven fifty. Karen gets a ride. It's going to be first up. Had a couple of trials. Uh, that's for Cav. Uh, different Cav. And anything else short? We got Gaza Blanca is a big time emergency, so keep an eye on that. But it's a sixth emergency. There's a lot of noms for this. Uh, sandpaper, the likes of going around. Uh, Vienna Princess, which I think is a pretty good horse, to be honest. So I don't know, Tommy, who are you with? I'm always a big Kibu fan, um, especially first up. I think she'll be ready to go. A couple of injuries, that's, that's just a bit of a worry if she has come from it. So if they have backed her, we obviously know that she has come back strong. So, But she's definitely got all the ability in the world. So I've got to be with Kibu. Garza Blanca was enormous. Um, intriguing to see it. if it does get a run. I think it will. There are a lot of dual noms. And one is a bit of an odd, a uh, bit of a price. I think Cavalier Charles, another one in the Kosciuszko, Bit of a bit of a terrible game, but if it does run, it's expected to run a massive race. And Prometo, want to watch for me this prep. Um, bit disappointing the end. Uh, its last two starts in its last prep, but if you can really get into a prep here. It's one to watch too. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, that is round week. We're going to have a little chat on Flemington. We haven't done the complete form here, but we'll probably just be talking on this. But, Tommy, let's head race for Poseidon Stakes. I think this is a bit of an interesting race because King's Gambit is a horse that uh, I think could be could be anything. Um, Blake Shin gets a ride. Blake Shin's been flying. It is on the drift. It's two eighty out two eighty out to three dollars and forty for the three year old Colt. Uh, Barber is going around. Arkansas Kid is there. We got Ironman Stoppable. Zach Spain getting the ride. You also have Kandinsky Abstract. There's been a lot of chat about that horse. Mickey D is one of the greats. He's rides really well down there. Waller Award and your Pivot City at eight fifty. But um, what are your thoughts, King's Gambit, Tommy? A lot of people have sort of been talking that horse up for many different races and what it could be or couldn't be and whatever. Um, it's on the drift. I get that. But um, what do you think? Yeah, interesting to see how it has come back. I, I'll probably have to go back and watch its trials again. But, yeah, definitely showed um, a lot of ability without winning last prep. But There's yeah. the odds for the Everest. It's $15 for the Everest. Um, it's so hard when these two-year-olds are coming back if they're as good as they are, they were as two-year-olds. I mean, one for me is Barber, who's been nommed and scratched and nommed and scratched and nommed and scratched. So, look, I think this is a real big trial for the um, the Coolmore and to see how these horses can go down the straight. Um, big one is Candid's the ab- abstract because she was a bit of a yarn for the um, – Everest as well, owned by Cormore and um, a chance to get that slot. But um, the half the sunlight, it's yeah, it's it's one for me that I've got to watch down the straight too. But such a tough race. I'm probably going to have something on Kandinsky in case it does win. But yeah, wouldn't be surprised about King's Gambit. Couldn't take 340 uh, or the 280 or whatever it was. But um, I, I want to see it run and run a really strong race back. Um, Unstoppable was was really good for uh, Lloyd last prep and a bit disappointing last start, but still still plays. But yeah, so tough. Even Mexico, a lot of lot of potential there too. I I think it's a sit and watch race for me. Um, in the race before though, big fan of um Antino coming yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be all over Antino. Yeah, keep an eye on Antino. Uh, what do we got? We got $2.50 for it, and anyone that doesn't know the horse is the one a pile of them up in Queensland, so having its crack down in Flemington. Uh, race number five, Legacies, keep an eye on that horse. It uh, opened three bucks. It's already $2.15, so, and I think it, the likes of Griff and stuff are going around in that race. Race number six, though, is, um, fucking hell, there's 24 noms for this race, 20 get the spot, and then a couple of emergencies. Uh, interesting race, uh, just because of the likes of Skirt the Law, Steel City might be an omen. If you're a Newcastle fan like us, we'll be up there on the weekend, so Steel City is going around 15s into 10s. Skirt the Law, Gets the ride for a goal for Golan. Had its first run in uh, Melbourne. Came second to Charmstone, which was bloody amazing. Old Charmstone uh, last week. Uh, I don't know. Stretton Angels there. There's a bunch of others. Cigar Flick, which um, was really quite popular. I think last start. I think it was a lot of people's second pick or first pick, where it came fifth at round week last week. But I don't know if you like anything in this race, Tommy. I just found it quite amazing just the, how big these fields are. No, I was on the law first up and uh, really can it back it again, especially if that outside rail ends up being the place to be. So uh, it's one I'm going to be following, Tony Gollan's uh, horse, this prep. 
All right, we got a Maccabi Diva Stakes, uh, one of the main races of the weekend. Only seven horses going around, which is a bit disappointing. But Mr. Brightside, uh, probably the best horse in Australia at the moment. It's a dollar ninety in from two fifteen. Would have been nice to grab that little two fifteen, but. Uh, Riding ever so well, right running ever so well. Alligator Blood is there at three ninety. Uh, D Oliver is getting the ride. Spanish Missions back. Aegon is going to just continue to tease people as well. Mickey D, uh, Francesco Guardi. Tommy had something to say about that earlier to me. Osipenko's there and Princess Grace. So Princess Grace is the other one that's relatively short at four sixty. It's had a couple of silver medals its last two starts, but. Only just silver medals, 0.3 of a length to Fangirl and 0.4 of a length to Mr. Brightside. So it's due a win. Um, what do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, hitting the line well in both from two. So I wouldn't suggest a mile is um, is bad for her, but I think we're really stepping up to Mr. Brightside's uh, sweet spot now. So, yeah, I think Mr. Brightside, hard to beat. Alligator Blood, I prefer around that 1,400 metre. People even talking Alligator Blood maybe for an Everest where the mile... Really? It's going to... Yeah, that's a little, little whisper I've heard, but um, I think everyone's going to whisper at this point. We've still got so many slots available, but... Yeah. Not a massive fan of Alligator Blood at the mile, sort of around like that 1400, but um, wouldn't wouldn't shock uh, Aegon's the one at a good price that um, teases always teases, yeah, teases, but getting to that mile, I think that's where Aegon really likes it too. Um, Francesco Guardi is going to be. starting to scratch him last week, but definitely run here. Um, I think running towards Caulfield Cup. Chris Root said on radio that Wallace said that um, he'll run in a he'll run and win in a Caulfield Cup and be so um, run so well that he'll be favourite for the Melbourne Cup after. So that's from Chris Root. So I'm, I'm I'm guessing he wouldn't lie, but he does like a bit of mail and, um, uh, stories. So just just very keen to see Francesco Guardi. Just keeping an eye on. Um, into the cups. Francesco Guardi going around at eight bucks uh, for the Caulfield Cup equal favourite with Solcum, and then we'll go around. Or currently is eleven dollars for the Melbourne Cup. So if you like any of those, jump on the eight dollars now. It is all in market though. Go be wary. Uh, race number eight is where Amelia's Jewel is going around. Very short, two thirty into a dollar eighty already today. So for anyone that um, is aware of that, that is uh, a fair crack. Uh, the market's opening only today, so a dollar eighty. Uh, Damien Lane's getting the ride, so hasn't had a run since uh, April, where it um, actually came second to Overpass just at Ascot, and before that had a win. So it's going to be first up for a while. It's a dollar eighty. If you enjoy your dollar eighty ones and you love getting on those, uh, it's a good horse. Cast is there, attends. Uh, Mickey D getting the ride. We got See You in Heaven, Willow, ten dollars, nine fifty for Rote to Arataki, and anything else. Single figures, no. So Tommy. Amelia's Jewel, you've been a fan? It's drawn pretty wide. Oh, hard not to be a fan after that massive run in the quokka. So she has drawn wide. I look, I don't wanna I don't wanna back her on Saturday, but if she does win, I wanna be on her for other races like um uh like the Golden Eagle if she does go that way, or like the Cox Plate, depending on which way she does go. So I might even back her for a couple of other races because if she does win from that wide gate, I think a lot of people are gonna be talking about how good she is. So um not for tomorrow, yes in the future. And cast, that's what you're gonna be on Saturday, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, okay, bang on, bang on. 
yeah, well, I think that's actually not a bad not a bad price, at least for a place. Um, might skip. Oh, we'll mention race time. I was going to skip it. King of Spiders there at sevens. We got the favourite in Bendetta. Bendetta is a pretty good horse to be honest. It's um one. It's last two both. Uh, Stackhouse is riding this time. Two fifty though, two eighty this uh, this afternoon when markets opened. You got Najim Sahel. That's what seven fifty now. That was as much as nine fifty. Also won its last two at the Valley and uh, Flemington. Uh, I guess King of Sparta. It's our time. Star Patrol. They're all there as well. I don't know. Tommy Bendetta. I backed that. I think last start where it beat Parasol. Um, it's a pretty strong horse. Have you looked at this race? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of big fan of her and she's probably in weaker class by the looks of it too. Coming down to Bobby Lewis. So I think the last two races I've seen um with Devoted in the last as well, just um really big runs last start and I, I just could be with those two winning forms for both of them. So Ben Zeta and Devoted to finish the day off strong in Flemington for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on Devoted. I am a big fan as well. Shin gets the ride this time. Um, cracker. Cracker of a win last night, I thought. Uh, all right, that is Flemington and Ramwick. We just mentioned the Cameron and the Newcastle Cup thing that will be down there. The Cameron, uh, 1,500 metres of the best. Race number five, 20 past three for all you tradesmen knocking off at that time. Have a wager. Skyman on the drift. Uh, that is the favourite, though. It opened fours. Today, it is out to fives. Luncey's is there at 6.50. we got Democracy Manifest. Are we thinking that's going to run there, Tommy? I think it is now that the jock's been named. Yeah, she were on. You'd, you'd think so. Yep. Yep. Twelves into eights. We got Palmetto there at seven fifty, and then uh, Spangler is the other one. Uh, I think that you mentioned that earlier to me off air. But um, what do you reckon? Who takes out the Cameron? No, I'm a Spangler man, but I think she might need a bit wetter. I think she's a better horse. Um, a couple of runs into a prep, and she has one good, but really that that um, provincial championship race on a bit of a bog. I really liked her on, so I'm not Spangler. Democracy Manifest, um, yeah, this might be the run for it. Um, as you said, jockey board, um, nice long Newcastle straight for a really wind up and unload. But Chris Lee's have a massive day. Luncey's, um had its first run up in Scone last prep and really ran on, hit the line really well. So I think Chris Lee's could have a big day and same with Damien Oliver there. So... Luncey's or Democracy Manifest from me, Virinelli not too far away. Okay. Newcastle Gold Cup, last race we'll look at. Cleveland is the fave. Ben Mellum's getting the ride. It's 390. Uh, open 390, so it's in. got into as much as 350, back out to 390. Allegron, one of my old boys, is there. Zach Lloyd gets the ride too. Uh, Boy de Jean is there. Chad Schofield for Annabelle. It's into 750. We got Hosier, which is a crack and win. Two starts here, I think, at Ramwick, where it beat uh, one of the very shorties. Come remember who it was. Faulkner Park, maybe. I don't know, I'm guessing. Sir Lucan, I actually don't mind this horse as well. Regan gets the ride. It's going to be second up. Uh, it's at $12. 460 for Calipore. D. Oliver is riding at Newcastle, which is pretty cool. Military mission there at 14, uh, 16s was $31 today. And then, I don't know, the likes of Wineglass Bay, that's a third emergency. It's a tens. But who takes out the cup, Tommy? Yeah, leading towards Cleveland at this point. Uh, be better for the first up run. Um, Chris Lee's hometown. Yeah, Ben Mellon up to ride too. So 
Look, a lot of ticks there. Hose has been running really well. It's it's a chance. Same with Boyd Sargent does go here. Huge chance. Torrance, I had a mass. I'm a big fan of the horses. I've mentioned multiple times, but uh, it was at Newcastle where it had its biggest win for me too. So, um, got to say, it's, hundreds into forties. Yeah, well, I think it was hundreds when it won there. So, um, uh, at Newcastle last time when I was on. So, um, probably needs about three more runs before it really gets into it. But it's getting over the right distance. So, just um, making sure it's nice and fit and but have something on just in case. But, yeah, um, look, I'm with Cleveland. All right, Cleveland. So you're going to be there Friday but not Saturday, am I right? Yeah, got to work the Saturday. Um, just quickly touching on the Tibby, I think, and again, $51 over the odds. Just want to say ran on really well in that Mona Lisa race. Again, back marker, ridden uh, Newcastle, really gets its chance to um, – Hit the line really strong, and it wasn't that far behind Mirror Vision and the uh, favourite Wollongby as well, and you're getting a much better price for, um, and again, I just think it's good each way bet. Okay. All right. That is race number six at Nui. All right. Anything else around the country? Like we always mention, you often have a random one in around the country or anything you like? Yeah, a bit harder recording on a Wednesday. I try to look at Rickerton or something. <laughs> There, but no, I couldn't really come up with much. So, um, if Anigan gets up, I think we'll all be having a big night. Okay, nothing. I'm having a look at Eagle Farm, nothing to find there. Often there's like one that we kind of like. No, nothing for me. All right, well, yeah, recording on a Wednesday, we'll get this out pretty soon. And then, like we said, if anyone is around in Newcastle Friday, Saturday, let us know. I may go to the Calcutta on tomorrow night as well. I think it's at the God, I don't know, some pub in Merriweather. Dave Stanley's hosting it, so try and find a horse as well there. But uh, thank you for joining me, Tommy. Good luck with the storm this weekend. It was a bit of a shocker last week, especially losing Paps as well for a very long time. So that was really hard to watch uh, him in tears and seeing himself another long injury. Yeah, look, not as bad as first thought. So I think it's a plus. He could even be he could even be um, close to go round one next year. So that's massive call. Um, yeah, I'll be watching. Footy with you guys Friday night, so um, hopefully that Newcastle luck that's going around at the moment can um, rub off on me. <laughs> that's right, that's right. All right, cool. Thanks for joining me, mate. Well, uh, I'll see you on Friday. On you, mate.